0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hate See It Podcast, episode five, Furlough Fridays, what we're calling it. Ahmad here talking to you. And Heaven. Um, today's like a pretty special episode because we have our first uh, guest, um, Mr. Nick Meza. He uh, is a fellow co-worker of us who is also a furlough. Nick, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks Happy so to have you here. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, but anyway, we also wanted to intro a new segment that we are calling overrated or underrated. And basically, it's where we take current news events headlines and talk about if they're overrated or underrated. It's pretty simple. I think it's kind of fun. Um, the first one I have for our two heaven and...
1: Distinguished panelists. <laughs>
0: Distinguished <laughs> panelists is uh, Trump taking hydrochloroquine um, to combat the virus. What do we think about that?
1: I think it's overrated. Why is that? I just... I don't think I believe him. I don't think he's taking it. I really don't.
2: So this is if it's overrated, like, as, like, newsworthy? Or, like... Yeah. Like, do
0: you think it's blown out of proportion? Because, like, it's basically, like, a high-topic headline, mm-hmm. right? So, like, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he's taking hydrochloroquine when it's, like, mm-hmm. dangerous and it shows no repercussions. Or the people are like, well, it's his body, his choice. Yeah. I so think, is it overrated or underrated?
2: I think the verdict of whether or not um, one, it's effective or two, if it's difficult to or it, it, if, it, if it's actually effective, I think those things are kind of on the fence. Um, but for the most part, it seems like it's not super risky. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of doctors have said it's not super risky. Um, there are some complications that you could face, but um, for the most part, like it, it, there's like a possibility that it helps. And it's like, I don't know, if if he's the president, like, it's low risk. Probably want to protect him the most, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you think?
1: That's if he's taking it. If he's taking it? I don't believe he is. I think he just said he is to prove his point. Like, I think Mm. a lot of times, like, he'll kind of hone in on a topic, and that's, like, all he talks about for a week. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he he wants people to take this drug. He wants to feel like he's the one who's like, this is it. Like, this is working for us. This is going I to be it. so he's like i'm yeah. gonna tell them i'm taking it if i'm walking around yeah. fine and i can risk my life because of this crazy drug then why can't everybody else
2: yeah
1: i think a lot of things he does is i don't want to say not factual because i do think he says a few facts when he does talk but i think this one he's just saying
2: for more like a propaganda mm. like i don't think I, he's actually taking it see personally i think he believes it I think he really does because here's the thing he does have a motive right because he's trying to open the country up again he's trying to get things going again mm-hmm. but like I think he's, he, he's the type of person that was like oh this is the cure Like, this is a <laughs> I'm gonna take it I <laughs> think so too I, I
0: 100% believe that he is taking it I don't think he would lie about that he said he wow. talked to his doctor he said that he mandated that they give it to him he gave it to him I obviously <laughs> do think that it's underrated because it is his body his choice and if he wants to take a medicine that's been proven not to show effective and like harm you in some yeah. way, then like that's his choice. I don't care. I do think like it does like mislead some people, but like,
2: I mean, it is there's that, and the biggest problem I've heard with people taking that is, um, so it's it's an anti uh, viral what, viral mm-hmm. to treat um, malaria, malaria mm-hmm. right? So if people are taking it that don't necessarily need it or isn't even proven to treat COVID nineteen. you're taking that medication away from uh, people that have malaria so that's terrible yeah that's that sucks Um, I would say in that case like people like the president or like members of like Congress should maybe be first on taking that I I don't know about normal like just your average people taking it it seems it's like the masks right like once everybody needed to wear masks then everybody took them up from doctors being able to use them yeah so I don't know yeah it's a fine line Interesting. So I'm
0: underrated. Heaven's.
1: I think everything he does is overrated. Overrated. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with
2: overrated. Cool. Super overrated.
0: overrated. Yes. All right. Um, the next line item we have is Texas opening up bars uh, to twenty five percent, restaurants opening fifty percent, and like oh, starting opening up some sporting menus, which has caused like obviously locally, like, here in Texas, like, some people don't want all these things to open up, so I thought it'd be good to discuss that, especially if it's, like, overrated or underrated. What do we think?
1: I go back and forth. Like, with the... I go back and forth with the entire thing. Like, some days I'm, like, super scared. Like, this is... The world is ending. I don't know what to do. And then the next days I'm, like, the percentage of people that have it, like, our positivity rate is so low, so Mm -hmm. I don't even care. But with this, I know I think it depends on... Each different business, like restaurants, I feel like I feel different than it does for bars. I also feel different for sporting events. Mm -hmm. I feel like sporting events, I think that's so overrated. I don't think they should be open yet. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I do not think sporting events should be open. Well, I think some
0: places that they're not doing, like, they're not accepting guests. Like, it's just like people who are playing.
1: I know, but people, they have sports for guests. Mm. Like, it's for people to be entertained. And I mean, yes, like, the players, they love the sport, and it's their job, but it's it's to entertain people. And yeah. I feel like without the guests, it's it takes a lot of it away. Um, bars, I understand, like, they need to be open for the economy, and, like, those are people's businesses, so mm. they should open, but I just, I don't know, I think it's a little dangerous right now. But I did read that they're treating them almost like restaurants, like in the rules for them to reopen. It can only be 25% inside or it can be 100% on the patio. They have to be six feet away. They have to be like sitting down and no groups, no more of six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first mm-hmm. read it, like no more of six in a group. Um, they have to be sitting down. It's only table service. Like they can't go up to the bar. So it's like they're kind of like treating them as a restaurant without the food. Like, just, I think, like, trying to just give them something so that they can open mm-hmm. and start making revenue. I did, like, read a lot of, like, bar owners and, like, bartenders and things saying, like, it's... How can they make money with such a low, like, capacity level, 25%, that sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't even cover their overhead? Yeah. So, just, it, I think it's different for every single restaurant and bar, like, case-by-case case basis mm-hmm. on when you should open, if it's overrated, underrated, or what's going on.
2: I think you have a great point there, Heaven, where you're saying that each of these things need to be treated as different, because there are completely different, right? Sporting events, bars, restaurants. I am um, i don't know if you guys are a part of this local um, Facebook group. Um, yeah, it's awesome. called, like, In the Weeds, yeah. mm-hmm. right? For, uh, kind of, service hospitality workers, and I saw a post on there. Someone made a good point, which is just, like, um, you know, bars, more than anywhere else, like, Upholding these rules with drunk people at, you know, midnight, 1 Mm a.m., like no more than six people in a group, Um, you know Social distancing like keeping people apart. These things are gonna be really hard to um, To enforce right? Um, So even like the the whole money thing aside um, Just getting this to actually be effective and not just be a complete You know normal just going back to normal society. I think that would be really challenging
0: yeah, I think it's overrated. Um, just because like I'm the type of person and i mean haven't talked about this like before, whereas if you don't want to go to these kind of things you don't have to. Like no one's forcing you I mean obviously like you have if you work in bars like you obviously have to go back to work mm-hmm. and that's like a whole issue as far as like you be concerned for your health. But like for regular people, like I don't if you don't wanna to go to bars, you don't wanna risk your health, so you don't have to. Um and I know like a lot of other people are concerned this is going to spread the virus even more but like Heather was saying like based on the numbers it doesn't look like it's growing that big just yet because basically they started counting after right after they so started opening everything
1: up basically once it opened up like right after it opened, we were getting like a thousand new cases a day. Mm-hmm. And obviously, people don't get tested until they get symptoms. Right. And you don't get symptoms, they say, to like four or five days afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that means obviously they contracted this virus before everything opened up. So we were just getting the results, and also we've increased testing. So we increased testing. True. Obviously, you get more positive numbers, but um, the positivity rate has gone down. Around like April 13th, our positivity rate was around like 12 to 13%. And maybe a week ago, it had went down to, I think, like 3%. And I know that um, the governor said that is what he looks at when he looks at, like, reopening things. Because a lot of people were asking him and challenging him, why are you continuously going into phase two when we're getting more and more cases every day? And so that's when he broke it down, like, well, I'm more so looking at the positivity rate because we're increasing testing and things like that. So if it's going down, that means less people are actually getting sick we're just finding them now yeah it's kind of more so what he was saying i don't know
2: i think on a tangent of that though just in terms of like open or don't open right um every state is making this decision right now um i think going back to overrated or underrated Mm -hmm. it's extremely underrated that texas is reopening right now right Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at other cities, Houston, I know you were there pretty recently, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of on the forefront of reopening, like, the public. Yeah. <clears throat> I think kind of testing the waters is really important right now, and what we're seeing in terms of the people that we are testing is the this virus is as infectious as we always thought it to be, but um, in terms of, like, how much it's killing people, it's much less, it's, it's much less, and that that's pretty much across the board. Um, at least in, like, North America, because um, there's are different strains of the virus, but it's, it's killing much less people than we originally thought. And just because of things like that, especially, you know, talking about bars, it's going to be, you know, much younger crowd, which are almost unaffected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still think we, we should segment, you know, people that have compromised immune systems or things like that out of the population, but in terms of, like, opening things back up, I really think it's important that we start to, open, like, test the waters, so to speak, and, Texas. Mm-hmm. I think that's highly underrated.
1: <laughs> I was, um, I don't know. I know in Austin, I think we have a little over 2,000 people that has contracted the virus, mm-hmm. and we have a little over 1,000 who have recovered, okay. and I think 88 have died. So when you look at, like, those numbers have, have recovered, I'm not doing the math on the 88, that's mm-hmm. low, and you just need
2: to know that. <laughs> and and, and there, not every state in, you know, the U.S. should be you know, testing the waters yet? You know, you've been, no. you, know, you know, New York and, and some other uh, Seattle areas like that. Um, it, it was much worse than it was in Texas. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we kind of deserve a little bit of credit for that. But then also we need to treat our situation a little bit differently. Um, that's my opinion.
1: I know I've been reading some things where not so much Austin, like Austin is pretty like flying under the radar with Corona, but Houston and Dallas, like for a long time they thought they would have become like an LA or New York or Seattle right. mm-hmm. because they were like really like on the like tipping point especially yeah. Dallas they had a really big um outbreak and then they would kind of like pulled back the reins a little bit and mm. they're still skating by like they're still like maybe that's where most of our numbers come from yeah Dallas and um Houston and most I know our
2: meeting, Texas, mm-hmm. state.
1: so I've been like looking on social media like what Dallas is doing and they're out like they're out okay. Houston too like they're like, it's funny because they were the main ones that, like, were kind of holding us back from opening a little bit because, like, their numbers were so bad. And then, like, they were the first ones. Like, as soon as, like, they gave them, like, little taste of opening, like, people are out. Like, who mm-hmm. could like,
2: yeah. they're out. Well, I think it's probably our, our mayor. What's our mayor's name again? Not Steve Adler. 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 Always get them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, Adler has been super liberal in terms of reopening, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think especially being, you know, the most liberal city... Big city in yeah. uh, in Texas that makes sense, right? So that's probably why. I think we're like even you know, what we're doing right now is pretty liberal in terms of that. So well, yeah, he put know. us
1: on a stay at home order the day after the governor took us off one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <"What> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Cool. That's great. Um, and the last one I have for today, as far as overrated or underrated, is um, a pretty big topic that's coming out right now in the presidential campaign is Biden's comment to uh, the black radio host, Chalamet and the God. Um, Basically, if you're an African-American voter supporting Trump over him in November, then you aren't black. What do we think about that?
1: I think... I don't know. I think, like, when I heard it, I didn't have, like, a bigger reaction as, like, a lot of other people. (laughs) It just kind of, like, I don't know. It just, like, went over my head, like, in one... And out the other I think I'm very desensitized because uh-huh. our current president says whatever he wants to yeah. so now I'm like okay it's not as crazy to me like right. when people like say things and like okay yeah
0: <laughs> I feel the same I feel the same way, way to put it. Um, like my initial reaction to it was like well, why would he say that <laughs> well, It's like what are you doing He's why would you say it. that and like obviously like, I'm a little biased I'm liberal I, I'm obviously don't like Trump um, but I think Trump has said way worse things than that. And I understand, like, some of our people, especially in the black community, think this is, like, him, like his hidden racism at play, that like, oh, this clearly says racism. I don't think that means... I don't think that makes him a racist. I just think that it makes him not intelligent when some things, because he just, like, blurts out whatever comes out of his mouth, mm-hmm. kind of like our current president. But, like, in a joking way, because, like, let's look at the environment, right? Like, he was at home... Charlamagne the guy was at home and they were having a video conference or interview and that's what he was asking him. Obviously Charlamagne was like very um hurt not hurt but he took offense very offense to it. Um but he has his own problems and he's a very problematic character himself. Um
1: I think Joe Bunn was probably just trying to read the wrong. Right. I was
0: like he was I mean, he was probably making a joke. Probably shouldn't have made that joke. It probably was a bad joke. It it is a bad joke. I don't think it was funny. I wasn't laughing. I thought it was um, probably not the best comment to make. But I think it's I think it's overrated. Um, I, I don't think people are making overrated. it a big deal about it than what it is. Especially people who like went for um, Bernie and like obviously hate the fact that he didn't win again. Um, I think it's time to build a bridge and get over that. Um, and obviously, like, if you don't want to vote for this man, that's fine. You can stay at home and then, like, Trump will win again. But, like, y'all need to stop complaining. Because, like, I, I don't know if I can do another four years of Trump. I mean, obviously, if we have to, we have to, we have to live with it. But I just think, I just think that it's blown out of proportion. I think that it's, like, just a hotline right now because no one else has anything to do that's going on. And that'll blow over And like.
1: I think it once, already has blown over. Once it
0: goes over. Uh, I, in, like, in the political world, like, this is, like, the biggest thing that's happening right now. <laughs> There's nothing else going on because like you, and that can't, sucks. Because people that sucks. can't campaign. <laughs> okay. What Joe Biden actually needs to do is like announce his VP, so people can forget about this. <laughs> That's what he
2: needs to do. Because by then, people will be talking about that.
1: Yeah, he hasn't.
2: A- Nick, what do you think? See, I I have a lot of opinions on this, and I don't really know where to start. Right? Okay. So I might be a little contrarian to where where you guys stand on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Biden, look, Biden clearly has some cognitive deterioration, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it's, you know, just, just looking mm. at someone's age, they will you know, their their brain kind of starts to you know, digress, which is mm. just fine, but he seems to have some other things going on, mm. right? It's very clear. You see some interviews he does, some of the speeches he's made, he has <laughs> been completely just a mess, right? Yeah. Um, so, you could always point to that in terms of him making this type of a comment, mm. um, but I think you, you made a good point, um, which is how people are reacting to this right you said this is like some kind of hidden racism or Mm -hmm. something from biden yeah who knows it could be the case um but i personally think this is more of an issue with the dmc right the democratic party right now okay because what he literally said is he said um i don't know i don't know the exact quote but it was something along the lines of you know you're not going to vote for me if you're going to vote for trump then you're not black right yeah. and i think that's a supreme like representation of what the democratic party thinks they're saying we don't need to work to earn the african-american vote you're mm-hmm. already going to vote for me yeah. right but then also you're saying oh look at my competitor right look at trump you're not going to vote for him of course you're going to vote for me mm-hmm. right which i just I, I think it's really disrespectful i think it's really I don't take Biden for an arrogant person, but I think it is a statement of arrogance, right? Why shouldn't he have to earn the African American vote? Yeah, right. Um, and I, I don't know. I have I have more opinions on like the DMC, which is kind of pulling the string behind Joe Biden yeah. more than anything. Um, but like, clearly not not an okay comment. I just yeah. think it's. Uh, additionally, I saw. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Charlemagne. I love The Breakfast Club, but I saw um, a follow-up he did on, I think it was CNN or MSNBC. I think it was MSNBC, I think. Yeah, and he he said something like, so he's had like eight different, like five, six, seven, eight of the um, Democratic candidates on his show, right? Mm -hmm. They all just flood on there. And he said something like, uh, yeah, these, these, you know, candidates come on here and they're, they're like, they don't expect us to be prepared. They don't expect us to... You know, ask them difficult questions, or be able to test them, or things like that, and they're really relaxed, right? Like they're they're not on uh, prime time, CNN, Fox, and MSNBC, right? They're always oh, the Breakfast Club, like yeah. I can just say whatever I want, and yeah. that's not the case, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's clear in the situation. Like you can't just make some off-brand comment like that and not expect people to react. Yeah, right? that's kind of I I don't know I could talk about that a little bit more, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's appropriate. I I do think people should be upset about things like that. Okay, that's fair. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, this is a great segment of mine. I'm so happy you came up with it. Oh, okay. you're
0: gonna give me credit for coming up with the segment.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Big> <laughs> <point>. <laughs> um. Obviously, we'll keep doing that. Um. Uh, this one, I like it too. I don't know, Nick. What do you think about it? You're it's our good. guest and our first guest, so. It's good. Yeah. Um. So, like, into like the main topic of why we're here today. Obviously, it's, the episode's called for a little Friday. And I guess I'll start off with Nick, being that you are a guest here. We wanted to get like another outside perspective, just besides me and Heaven, Um, obviously because we all work together um, at the same um, hotel here in Austin. Um, Just talking about you yourself, your experience with being furloughed. How does that make you feel? Your progress report, basically, just checking in on. This is like what month two for all of us basically. Okay. Um, how's it going? What are you doing?
2: That kind of thing. You want to tell people like where you're from. Yeah, I uh, so I am in uh, you know, Austin, Texas now. I've been here about two years. Um, originally from uh, the West Coast, um, I grew up spent most of my life in a town outside of Seattle, um, and then before that. Um, I was born in Southern California. A lot of my family's still down there. Um, So I've been here about two years. It's been good so far. Um, I was just reflecting yesterday of how I'm just hitting the two-month mark in quarantine, like Ahmad said. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just, like, reflecting on the different stages I've gone through. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys kind of had that, right? Where, like, the first stage is you're kind of like, oh, free vacation. Like, I'll just hang out, you know, Mm -hmm. make some uh, sourdough bread and homemade pizza. Mm -hmm. um, Like, hang out. Um, and then you get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm ready to go back to work. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of this. Um, and then I think you get a point where you're like, oh, this is going to be longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm well into that, I think. Um, but I think for me, like, one of the most important things for me is having structure, um, like, creating structure for myself. So just kind of like going out to exercise as much as I can. Um, I've been meditating which has been really nice it's actually been that's good it's it was like one of the most difficult things to get started on Mm. um but i i like it a lot so that's been helping me in addition to that just making like little projects taking courses online things like that um doing photography yeah photoshop stuff like that that's cool i think just keeping a diverse bag of tricks right Mm -hmm. just like a lot of different things you can tap into if you get bored yeah that helps me a
0: lot yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Basically, is, is that it's very um, there's there are stages, and I think it's like interesting because like obviously like we don't know what I don't know what the next stage as in this phase would be really <laughs> you know what I mean because like <laughs> please tell us right because like you know like how like there's like a there's stages of like grief right there's like that's defined okay like okay obviously you can like, kind of like mentally tell yourself like okay this is where the stage is at. I can see like an end in sight. Um, this is like a different kind of stages because like Where's I don't know pandemic end right. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know when it's I don't I don't know what stage I'm in. Uh, it's like weird, um, but like obviously like I had I myself had the same stage as far as like okay like, like I want to say the first two weeks of quarantine I was doing I was doing fine like furloughed sure. I was like raised mostly because like. Us working in the hospital industry, like, we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when, right? We, we didn't know We had
2: groups that were, like, kind of pretty worried about it. Yeah. Right? And, like, we, we knew, just like you said. Yeah. You know?
0: So, like, we, we knew, like, oh, it was going to happen. And, like, honestly, like, after it happened, like, it was, I felt, like, a certain point of, like, relief in the fact that, like, okay, like, it happened. Because before, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get furloughed. What am I going to do? Like, how sure. it's going to happen? Like, what's, what are my finances going to look like? Like, it, are we going to get unemployment? Like, is is Congress going to pass this bill as far as, like, the $1,200 check and um, the additional $600 for unemployment? Um, But after it happened, I was like, you know what? We're here. Like, it happened. Like, I I felt some type of relief because I didn't have to worry about it anymore, right? And then you get all that settled. You you call your creditors, right? You say, oh, this is what I can pay. This is what I can't pay. Um, You figure out your life, who you're going to pay, who you're not going to pay, how you're going to, like, structure it, maybe you tend to things that you, like, put on the shelf for, like, a long time, and you're, like, okay, I guess I can start there, and then you start doing those things, right, then, like, you get into, like, this mode of, like, okay, sleep, I was watching a lot of TV, right, I was watching Netflix, like, non-stop Netflix, like, chilling on the couch, like, you take it as a vacation, right, but especially, like, us working in the hospital industry, because, like, when's the last time that we had, like, an actual vacation, right, because we work long hours, we work all the time, like, And, like, what's really messed up, kind of, about this is, like, right before all this was happening, we were, like, probably the busiest we've ever been in our property, probably. We were hitting our high marks. We were were raking in the revenues. We were doing so well. And then after that, like, we were slowed down. We obviously lost business. Then, like, we had to, like, go of our, some of our employees, not let go, but, like, our employees... Who worked under us got for a load before us, and then like they kept some managers and some other people, and then like obviously everyone else got for a load when they closed down the hotel, right? So then after that you move into, okay, Project City, right? You start doing because like you start running out of things. You're like, okay, I've watched TV now for two weeks, um, I've caught up on all my shows. Like, what's next? So you start working on projects, right? Um, and like for me, like, I think a lot of people, um. They started I don't know what, I don't know where the trend of making bread started. <laughs> I don't know who like sorry okay like everyone I think it came from TikTok. <laughs> I want to say it came from TikTok. Sure. I, I want to say it came probably came from TikTok like people started making bread cuz like all of our people that we know um, who also got furloughed started making bread. We were discussing things.
2: <laughs> you, you guys need some sourdough starter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm past that stage of making bread, actually. I haven't moved on. We're in um, the podcast yeah. stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, like obviously, like me and heaven were discussed, and that's why the whole reason that we made this podcast because we were and This is something that we like discussed about doing. So we were working on that. You're making bread. You're cooking, because before I wasn't a chef. And, you start, you start and making, now you're a chef. You started making dishes that oh, you yeah. probably have never made before okay. uh-huh. and like you're like making homemade pasta and and uh, what did you make Nick? What What's some dishes you made? Like soup? Gnocchi?
2: yo oh, Yeah. Um, just like some, I did uh, the ramen. Uh, ramen, yeah. Uh, Obviously I'm all up in Nick's story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just like the whole Bon Appetit website. Right. You guys <laughs> are yeah. I go crazy for that. Like, yeah. Everything they post I have so then you go through, I guess we call it the chef phase. When you
0: start cooking everything. <laughs> okay. And then, like, you obviously do, like, the exercise because, like, you've noticed that you've been in the house. Because this is before, like, this is when we we're at the stay at home order and you really couldn't, you didn't feel safe going to the grocery store, really. Sure, yeah. um, so, like, you did Instacart, right? Um, and you, like, get your groceries delivered so you stayed home all the time. And then, like, I don't know, I guess you reached that point of, like, what I call, like, the mental slump. I guess you could say mm-hmm. as we are talking about stages because like i know for me like i was getting to the point where like my mental health was like really declining one because like um i had like really troubles like sleeping which is like one of the main things and like you think about right i know for me from personally i know a lot of people feel like this probably is that like i had recently got like a promotion like before this happens right so then i got promoted then like next thing i know like i'm furloughed and then like it's really weird like you spend like i went to school for this right i went to i have a degree in hotel restaurant management i have a bachelor's degree nick went to school for it too and like we like we're really like really invested in this industry right we're really invested in what we're doing and then all of a sudden like that kind of thing is kind of in jeopardy of what our life track is on because it's like not really planned. It's not. It's not something you like. You plan to sit on your ass, I want to say, and like collect money from unemployment. That's not like very productive. And that's so why I felt I myself getting like dumber and like doubting myself and like, I don't know. I was reaching like very like pretty like low point. I want to say, in like my life that I haven't had to deal with before, and like. I had just recently got out of that stage, so I guess I'm in this newfound like second wind, let's call it the second <laughs> second wind phase, where like now I'm like, okay, like you're the driver of your destiny, like maybe start doing things that are like more productive, um maybe start looking at things that you want to do as a backup plan in case these what you really love to do doesn't pan out yeah i well think said. I think mine
1: was. It was interesting because I've spent like a lot of time with my um during quarantine. So it was interesting for us to go on different wavelengths because so when this first started happening, my mom was like, This is it. Like we're going on a stay-at-home order. I know this. She got five hundred rolls of tissue, mm-hmm. six hundred bottles of water, no exaggeration. Yeah. Like our whole table is filled with like pastas, like all the like non-perishable perishable foods you can find, like her food truck, done, clothes, we're in the house.
2: Do you have the shelter built, dug under your house? No,
1: but like. I think like she's in talks with the contractor now that we're <laughs> off for the next time. Um, so at the beginning of March, I actually was scheduled to go to the Bahamas for a week. So I was off of work for a week and a half. Then our trip got canceled. Obviously, I didn't go back to work because there was no work already. Like it was already kind of going downhill. Then South by got canceled. So I was still off of work. Then I think I went back, I want to say the 18th. So I was already quarantined for eight, like 15 days at mm-hmm. this point.
2: That and was before you got furloughed? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Like because I was already on vacation for the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going anywhere because my mom was off her rocker. Like she just didn't feel like she, we were already on a stay-at-home order at this point in mm-hmm. my household. So I was already quarantined for 15 days. i go back to work on the 18th um run like a super like small schedule like three days a week so i'd work for those three days and i'd be quarantined for the next four and then the furlough came so by the time i got furloughed and my last day was march 27th i had already been quarantined except for those six days i went to work for like i don't know like 22 days so then we got furloughed and now like everybody else is going into this like frenzy about it like i don't know what's gonna happen and they're like, in their low peaks, where I had already hit my low peaks. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I was, like, supposed to be on vacation, and I, like, yeah. then South By got canceled, and, like, I'm, like, my position is more on, like, when the events are there, than I'm there situation. So, when everything was canceling, I was already, like, in, like, a low peak and, like, really stressed out about it and, like, in, like, a frenzy, but nobody else was there with me because it hadn't hit them yet. Sure. And so, then I go back, we get furloughed, and now everybody else is in their frenzy, and now I'm ready to be a serial hobbyist. Like I already, I've already hit my low, So I'm already in like the hobby thing. So as soon as like that happened, I did took everything to like the extreme. Like people made food on their stories. I had a food Instagram. Like I just do everything like so annoying. Um, What else did I do? I really like dove into like the food because I've never like been able to cook. What is your food Instagram again? Recipe heaven, two ends on heaven, shameless (laughs) plugs. I asked
2: you, so it's fine.
1: I had already planned that. (laughs) Um, Please follow it. Um, So I was like doing the whole pasta thing and like just really diving into like the cooking. I made a cheese board. I spent some time at Hobby Lobby, getting some wood. Yeah, I was ready Mm -hmm. for that. I have the stencils. I haven't put my initials on it yet, but I will be doing that once I get home. I rode a bike for a little bit, <laughs> um, I took daily walks, I started this podcast, I also have an Instagram for this podcast, please follow it, H-T-S-I podcast, thank you, um, I think I started a YouTube, I haven't posted any videos yet, that's on my list, mm-hmm. I started like three new emails for all my new ventures I was doing, <laughs> I was at Target every single day.
0: Can we talk about that just real quick? Because. <laughs> I don't know Target. First of all, Target needs to come up with a membership um, yes. type of program because I feel like I'd be a platinum member because I've been well, in like Target. A, like a Costco thing, or like a- well, like I don't know, like some type of a reward. better point system. Yeah, point than system. what they have. Yeah, a better point system based on like what you spend because I feel like I <laughs> at le- I've, I have spent at least two thousand dollars to three thousand dollars at Target. Oh, for easily, easily. I've had to. I've gone there every other day, <laughs>
1: and I find something <laughs> new every single time and it's not like they just put on the shelves i've seen it the last time i just wasn't ready to purchase (laughs) now i'm back
2: and i'm ready to purchase you're looking at the shelves and you're like planning or you're like no this is going to be tuesday i'm like you know what i'm not ready for that yet yeah (laughs) but you
1: know maybe next time i'll be back for you i'll let it simmer i'll think about it then i come back and know like this is my focal point this is my big thing i'm buying and then i'll throw like some little things in the car and i'll get their checkout the next time big thing that I'm buying throw some little things in there um one of my friends like it's so funny she always jokes she's like what are you doing I was like oh just like driving she's like oh are you going to target like she always knows (laughs) that I'm always going to target it's never like a chance I'm not going to target I live north Austin so my target so nice always stopped I come down here to South Park Meadows (laughs) With the mob, they don't have anything on the shelves. Oh yeah, they're, they're empty. The, I
2: go these yeah, South empty.
1: Austinites, I don't know what they're doing. They don't have anything on the shelves ever.
2: Yeah,
1: it's ne- I hate coming down here. And it
0: was like weird because like you can tell also like where everyone else is, and they're like I guess for a little slash quarantine process because, um, for example, like we um, had a friend leave, and we were doing something nice for them and trying to find them a present. And like we couldn't find anything. Like all the cookware sets gone. Like so everyone's at home cooking. No, all yeah. air fryers right? gone. All We're the air fryers gone. Too, yeah. Right? Like, everyone's air frying. All the pasta makers uh-huh. gone. Because everyone's making pasta at home. And have, like, utensils, like spatulas. Yes, like, 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 yeah, it's like
1: gone. Cheese graters. <laughs> I looked literally this is the most annoying thing. So another one of my adventures is I wanted to like make like a happy hour page. So I was looking for like all this like things for alcohol, like ice buckets, shakers, all these things. It was the hardest thing to find an alcohol shaker. Target, out. Walmart, out. Mm -hmm. Specs had one, but I forgot my ID. They wouldn't even sell me an alcohol shaker (laughs) without an ID. Like, nobody had alcohol shakers. It was insane. I went to Kohl's. Anywhere I tried, nobody had one. So it's just, it's interesting to see, like, America as a whole kind of just, like, take this thing. But after my cereal hobbyist, I think, like... You take, like, another dip. It's, like, very, like, up and down. Yeah. And, like, with this dip, it was, like, the worrying about, like, my, like, pivot. Like, what would be, like, my next step. Like, if I, like, didn't, like, go back to hospitality. Like, obviously, like, this is something that, like, I love to do. Like, I'm very, like, focused on it. I would be, like, crushed, you know? Like, because, I mean, it's, like, what you, like, you work hard for. Um, and it's, like, I took my, like, lowest low when I couldn't, like, figure out, like, what else would I do. Like, that was probably, like, the hardest thing for me is trying to just, like, think, like, what could be, like, a next step for me and, like, not being able to, like, really, like, pinpoint anything. Like, it was so, it was, like, really hard. Even the things I could think about, they all kind of, like, were the same. Like, they were all, like, based on, like, consumers and things like that and, like, creating things, like, for people. Like, it just wasn't anything, like, finance. I thought, like, oh, that's something I'd be, like, interested in doing. And, like, it was just, that was really hard for me. And it's interesting because it ties into the point you made earlier. Like, when is the pandemic over? Like, who knows? But I was watching good old Hulu, whose Law & Order SVU, has gone me through many a night. I was watching Hulu, and one of the um, commercials, it's one about the pandemic. And it's narrated by a woman who was born during the influenza um, pandemic. And so she was narrating and she was like, hi, I'm, I was a baby that was born during a pandemic. Which one was that? Wait, was that in the 80s? The
2: influenza? Is that?
1: No, I think it was before that. Yeah. I
2: think it was in. It the, was like uh, way,
1: like 19, early 19s. Because I, I, I
2: keep hearing people like re- refer to these that have happened in the past. And like, I never have heard of anything close to what's going on right now. Yeah ever happening before this, like, I, I don't remember it ever being mentioned.
1: She said she was born in 1920.
2: Oh, yeah, that was way back then. Yeah, oh, like, okay. so
1: she was born sure. um, in the influenza pandemic. She was like, I was a baby born through a pandemic. I know you guys are feeling like there's no end. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about, like, it does get better. And, like, it was so weird because I was like, when,
2: okay? <laughs> I don't want to watch that. I really do because I think everything you're getting at, too, is, like, if we... Like, we're currently still in the phase of, like, kind of looking into an abyss, right? Mm -hmm. We're not 100% sure what this is looking like. There's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, Mm -hmm. right? When things are starting to open again and stuff like that. But if we just knew, like, if we just knew, like, okay, at this point in time, things are going to look like this. At this point in time, things are going to look like this. I think everybody would feel much better, right? And that's, for me, like, that's a comforting train of thought just to give myself, right? When I'm just sitting... At home just knowing that like look if, if you just treat this like this is going to end very soon or mm. everything's gonna work out fine yeah um, you know your mental health in the time being will be better you yeah. if you can just know in like the back of your mind and of course you don't know but you just tell yourself things will work out things will be okay um, I'm gonna find work regardless right. of where it is you know maybe I'll find a, a new job a new career if I need to um, but things will be fine right um, and then you kind of use that motivation just to be productive, right? Take an online class, learn a new skill, yeah. start a podcast, right? Things like that. And um, I, I think that's just, that's like the main thing. And I think, uh, I, I remember reading an article really early on. Um, I think it was in The Atlantic or something like that. Um, and I think I read it too early. I wasn't at the stage yet, right? Yeah. It was talking about like, don't beat yourself up if you're, you know trying to you know accomplish things or be productive you know during quarantine and you're, and you're not able to right don't get down on yourself and I, it, it was just it was along the lines of like you don't need to be productive every minute of every day mm. and i was kind of just like well, why not like i might as well like i'm productive most of the time at work right yeah why, why shouldn't i be um but then i kind of i, I remembered looking back at that and i was like that's it's it's true because you of course you can't be productive every moment of, moment of every day but then additionally, like, if you continue to have that, like, negative self-talk of, like, oh, I should be doing something right now. I should be working on something. I should be, like, creating something. You will end up being much less productive, right? You'll, you'll end up being much, and you'll start to kind of spiral, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, like, remember I read the article again, and I was like, I totally get this now. It totally <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, I think I kind of got off on a tangent there. No, yeah. No, that makes sense. Just to
1: like, I guess, wrap up the commercial, she was talking about how she was born in the pandemic. And it was a commercial like more so for like new moms. Yeah. Because a lot of babies have been born in this pandemic and you can, a lot of hospitals let you have no one. And then some hospitals let you have one person and then you can't have any visitors until you leave. So just like more like encouraging words for them. Like I was born in the pandemic, look at me, I'm still here like virtually a hundred years later. So, that commercial really, like, because I was really, like, spiraling. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what I'm going to do, what's going to happen. And it was honestly, like, right after our first town hall. So, um, the hotel we work for, they Mm -hmm. have hosted two town town halls since we were furloughed. And uh, I had two, like, very different reactions to each one. Like, the first one um it kind of like set me back into reality set me back into reality because I was on my serial hobbyist Mm. and then like I had this town hall and it was just like not it wasn't what I wanted to hear but it was just like another like daunting like you really don't know what's gonna happen like basically they it was nice that they like reached out but they didn't have any definite answers for us it was all like maybe this or maybe that it was never like this is happening It was like maybe we're opening at the beginning of June or we can open at the end of the June and then like after that town hall like I really like was stressed out like I was like at Ahmad's and I live a good like 50 minutes from him so like the entire like ride home I like literally like didn't listen to music like I was just like thinking about like this town hall and just like thinking about like how it's like so unknown and like how I felt about it, which I didn't know how I felt about it. And like, that is what like really like jump started like my like spiral into thinking like, what would be like my pivot, like my next steps? Because it was just so like, who knows? Like they don't know. And if they don't know, we don't know. Like
0: yeah.
1: everything's dependent on the governor and what he says, can we open, can we not open? Like, and it's all like dependent on the other, the big states because we need people to come in for the groups. Yeah. that we host and if they're still closed how can they get here yeah. the quarantine for 14 days once they get here why would they come here yeah. if they can't even go back to work their office buildings are still closed like how would they come here and then it also makes me nervous because I've seen I've heard and seen so many commercials of companies like pivoting like furniture stores like everything's virtual or like plumbers even though they're allowed to come so they're an essential service but a lot of them are offering like virtual calls now. Like they can like help you what? like with your pipes and like if like if you leak your leaky faucet over yeah. like FaceTime or something. That's
2: wild. so like I it's it's
1: so cool to see like the world pivoting to like these virtual things and like
0: yeah.
1: different ways but then it's like what does that mean for like hospitality afterwards?
0: True. Yeah.
1: For like if you can do a two thousand person virtual conference during a pandemic, why can't you do that after a pandemic? Like what if your guests really like that? They don't yeah. feel like it. Like they want to have a virtual meeting. True. Why wouldn't
2: you? I, I, I do think um, one, one piece of uh, kind of thought on that. So there's going to be, for our industry specifically, right, for like events, let's say large scale events, um, there's going to be short-term event, like effects and then there's going to be the long-term effects, right? I think there's security in what we do because in, in terms of long-term events or long, long-term effects, um, because you know like you said a conference with a thousand people that wouldn't really like make sense virtually right and there's still a lot to uh, kind of there's a lot of benefit from having those large-scale events with with those like um, grand events with big screens and, and the sound systems and everything right it's an experience You're you're not going to be able to completely you know eliminate that however when a company is faced with, okay, we can do, you know, this virtual thing that's kind of similar versus this, in the short term, I think they're definitely going to choose the, the cheaper one, mm-hmm. and then the one that has, you know, less people-to-people uh, gotcha. contact. Um, but, like, I remember even looking at, um, there was this business, um, I think I read an article about it, they were a business that, like, sells out office space to people, like, to just to businesses, small startups and stuff like that, and they were just ramping up like six months before this quarantine and now they're basically non existent. Yeah. Like they're done. Yeah. Um, and things like that, like, you know, face I think it was Facebook said they're gonna try and move like fifty percent of I their think. Twitter. Their like fifty percent of their their workforce to work at home to work at home permanently. Yeah. Um, so like it seems like things like that are definitely gonna have an effect. I, I would say hospitality though would have a little bit of a um, an edge because there's that you cannot replicate this, you know, in another environment type of aspect. Um, like long-term at least, short-term, I think it's it's pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's And I think like when you separate hospitality, like the rooms from the event sector, the rooms, like they'll always bounce back. Oh, yeah. People will always go on vacation. Sure. Like yeah. they're itching you know, to go now, vacation. I'm with them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like people, they'll always go to hotels. It's just like when you look at the event sector, so the big, like, and and yeah, like, yeah. when, well, people will go to restaurants, too,
2: when you they travel, not, yeah, I, I think the events it are the most at risk,
1: yeah, like, people, they have to eat, like, people will go to restaurants when they travel, I think it is the events that are the most, like, lagging, so the hotels that are really events-focused, it'll take them a little longer to, like, ramp up, than, like, you're, like, loss so those yeah. are, like, just, like, come in rooms, Yeah, rooms. In they have, yeah. like, maybe, like, 200 square feet of event space. Yeah. Those will come back a lot quicker and be a lot quicker, to like, fully staffed than, like, your big events hotels. Well,
0: I think that, I think there is some kind of, like, solace in, like, local. Because I do think, like, like, obviously, like, big group, like, corporations, like, they'll probably think twice. But, like, local, like, philanthropy, that type of stuff, like, they can't really do, like, virtual things. Like, yes. to raise money. True. You know what I mean? That's like, auction point. house, things like that. So I think there's, like, a big opportunity for, like, like local in our industry to, like, yeah. come back. Obviously, it will be um, tough for, like, a lot of hotels in Austin area because, like, all the hotels will be fighting for the same type of business, right? Yeah. Local's always hard. Um, and we we may not see, like, the same revenues that we were making for two years, maybe five years, you know? which kind of says, because like I feel like we were at our prime almost in a way like this is like people who are working in hotel they know like this was like the cream of the crop like we were making revenues that we weren't making before not only our hotel but like like Austin as a whole because it was becoming like a new big convention um city they were like they're making they're going to be reservations to the the convention center and like they're opening up hotels resorts everywhere and like it's, it was past, growing
2: past like five years hotel rooms in the city have increased by ten percent year over year and they're continuing they, they have been at yeah. least continuing to increase year over yeah. year.
0: Well, um so I think that's a good conversation obviously to have. Um and like just thinking about like our professional lives and like realizing how much of our life was that. And like that was a big thing for me is like one I was I don't know I was reading something or watching something but basically like. It was almost like your oh I think it was one of your friends we were talking about it. like you you contribute like your self wealth, to like your professional life like, you are contributing like your personal well being with your yeah like, basically like you
1: um your self worth is, is like worth, really yeah. tied to professional life. She was telling us I think yesterday that mm-hmm. they had a meeting before this happened like way before and basically they had to write down. 10 things like who are you Mm
2: -hmm. and like
1: everybody's top thing was like their title sure and like the person who was like conducting this meeting was like but that's not who you are like when you had like lower jobs like when I used to be a server like would I have said like I'm a server like somebody asked me like who are you Mm -hmm. a server like you know like you can't like tie yourself to your careers like yes you want to excel always because that's that's why you do it like everybody wants to excel but you also need to be able to be somebody outside of your career so and i think that's something that this pandemic has really shown that like americans as a whole like they are so tied to their careers because as soon as like you take that away Yeah. yeah like it was like the the mental health of like the country as a whole and like lana del rey said this the other day um that the second epidemic in this country that nobody's paying attention to is mental health, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially coming out of this pandemic, like once the dust settles, with um like jobs and unemployment and like where can you go if the con- like it opens up and like they get a vaccine and everything. After that, we really will have to deal with like the mental health epidemic totally in this country.
2: Right. I, I've seen a lot of people make that comment too, and it's it's totally true, right? Whether I mean you could you could talk for hours on that. Whether you're talking about um, you know people with their self worth like you're speaking on or like the effects of domestic violence or substance abuse all the upticks that we're going to see I definitely think there's going to be an an effect in in the coming years that we we haven't we not haven't necessarily seen yet yeah especially
1: like once everything does open up because it's inevitable companies are going to downsize like yes they're going to start opening but not everybody is going to be able to bring everybody back that's just a fact of nature so once like we see like Everybody going back to work and then the people that are, like, left to, like, have to, like, pivot and, like, rethink their lives and kind of, like, pick themselves up. Like, that's going to be very difficult. Yeah. And, like, I think it will really take a strong person. Like, people are going to have to find their strength to be able to pick themselves up and go to, like, their next step. Or maybe, I don't know. It's just going to be very hard. Also,
0: like, just thinking about, like, our industry specific, like, what are those servers who have been doing this for, like, 30 years and are, like, in their 60s? Like, what do they do? Like, at that point, like, can you pivot? Like, what do you do next? Do you retire?
2: <laughs> that's, I think that's completely... That's okay. where I
0: really feel for, right? Because, like, yeah. we're, like, relatively young at this table. Um, but, like, we obviously work with a lot of people who, like, aren't fortunate enough to, like, have a degree and, like, can be a little bit more flexible certain things.
2: Like, what do those people do? I, I think that's that's completely up to the individual, right um, I think currently I don't know if a lot of people are thinking um, you know my my job might be not eliminated but there might be a severe you know uh, decrease in supply for the types of work that I do yeah um, and I don't know if people are looking at it like that yet um, I you know, I do think things you know, like servers, for example, um, they they will come back eventually. But I do think there's going to be a lot that that will be you know just about eliminated. Yeah. Like, you, that you won't be able to find a job. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't think of you know the best example right now because I, overall, I think most jobs will come back. Right. It, I do think this is we're in a situation that you know unprecedented is the word people keep using. Um, but most things will come back. Um, but just, like, you know, truck drivers are becoming irrelevant. They're, mm-hmm. They don't, They will have to find other work. There is no other option. Um, you know, economics, like, law of economics says displaced workers will eventually retrain and mm-hmm. then find other work. So, I mean, they, they have to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, at you this won't...
1: point, it's either you do or you don't. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or like On, like, a slightly, like, lighter note, but maybe not really, what do we think about, like, Zoom happy hours and how that's become, like, a... Thing to like reconnect retweet
1: <laughs> yeah, I, no. I don't know I think it depends on like the reason and who you're with so I've only had two zoom happy hours I had one with like my team at work and then I had like a birthday zoom happy mm-hmm. hour because I did have a quarantine birthday mm-hmm. oh. and to speak on that it was like it was tough I, yeah. it was pretty tough um, especially because like birthdays like with my friends like they're pretty special like we like to like celebrate that person and like Obviously, I'm not from Austin, and this is, it was my first birthday actually being in Austin. I lived here for my last birthday, but I went home. Um, So, it's, like, be here and, like, just be in my room, like, staring at happy birthday balloons, but, like, watching, like, Law & Order. It was, like, very, like, it was weird. Like, it was super weird. Um, I just wasn't, like, used to it. But I did have a birthday Zoom with three of my, like, really good friends, and it was so fun. Like, I had it, like, towards the end of the night, like, right before I went to sleep. And, like, we just all, like, kind of, like, sat there and just, like, talked. Like, we, we normally do. Like, we always talk. But just, like, to, like, be able to see them and just have, like, this, like, maybe, like, hour and 15 minutes dedicated, like, to just, like, talk to them and kind of, like, check in. It was so fun. It was a super big contrast to, like, our work one, which Madi Ron, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, want to start by saying, like, when, like, I'm at work or, like, even when I'm, like, texting like, any of these people are, like, talking to them. Like, it's, like, a natural conversation. Like, I get along with, like, my team, like, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, I was texting most of them before the call and, like, after the call. So, like, we have good communication. But it was just something about, like, the Zoom that was, like, weird. Yeah, It was awkward. I don't know
0: why it was. I guess because, like, I don't know. I'm the type of person that, like, if I'm doing something, like... I, th- I guess I thought there'd be games. I don't know. I guess I had a false sense of, like, what the happy hour was. Because, like, happy hour, I'm thinking, okay, people are going to be drinking or I have, like, be, like, conversation. And there'll be, like, some type of sh- some type of structure. That's what it was. There was no, like, structure. Like, it was very, like, what you, what you doing? Like, oh, you know, I'm just, like, chilling. You're like, oh, okay, cool. And then there's, like, point. dead silence. And, like, you have to feel, like, people feel the need to, like, fill the, the, the dead noise. silence. So you do say some weird things you probably wouldn't say. And then, like... It becomes like kind of awkward because like you know these people professionally but like i'm like i was new to the team so like it was very like mind like going through a minefield for me but it was it did seem like weird but like i also had another one with um you nick and like other people that one was a little bit more like technical difficulties <laughs> like there was too many of them um because like we were able to talk and like it did feel like natural like conversation for me but it was like oh like we obviously aren't going to pay like a month to month for this zoom thing because we're furloughed <laughs> and so like you only get a certain amount of time to like be on that so you have to make a new one and people don't know how to passwords and like some people don't know what it is and like they have having trouble getting on and like coordinating that through text messages versus yeah. like zoom like it's very like the first one's always like rough i guess
2: i want to say but I the question is here the effectiveness of like the application of zoom Right? Yeah. So if we're talking about um, for like a work thing, mm-hmm. like using Zoom, like if you have a work meeting, think of just like a normal meeting you would have. I think Zoom is perfectly acceptable. Like yeah. it's it's flawless. You're like, this is cool. Like I'm good with this. Like we, it's efficient. Sometimes it's quicker. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then like you get to the happy hour and there is always an element of like, I don't know, it's not there's it seems like there's no agenda which is fine when you're just sitting in a room like we're sitting in a room right now and for whatever reason it's not like we're just able to kind of chat and like it's natural for whatever reason it it doesn't feel natural yet it's
1: always like a weird awkward like dead silence Mm -hmm. like even actually with my birthday once there were some times where it was just like like we were just like looking at each other but it was fine it didn't feel awkward but now that i'm like thinking about what is it? It's now I'm thinking back. It's like I don't know. There were some dead times. Um, there. I don't know what it is about the Zoom. Is it like you don't feel the energy like the of connection? like the other? I don't Maybe know. Maybe because
0: like, I guess like you can kind of. Do, I know what it is. Body, body language. Mm-hmm. You can't read. You can't read body language. Sure. Like it's very you hard. Only get
2: this much, right? Yeah, you
0: only get like a certain amount. So like I guess like usually like you can read people with body language. So you can like kind of play off that and like you can like joke. It just feels like more natural because obviously we're human beings and like this is something that we aren't even though we do have technology and obviously like FaceTime has been around for a while, mm-hmm. it's still like not, usually FaceTime only like with one person. So like it's kind of better. Obviously they update it now. So you can do a like multiple.
2: FaceTime doesn't seem that awkward to me. Yeah. But, but I mean that is always one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It's more just like a telephone. I've yeah.
1: had some group FaceTimes like during this quarantine. Like um, some of my friends and I will do like a group FaceTime and sometimes it'll be four of us and mm-hmm. it never feels like a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's on the computer. Maybe it's the
0: application. I don't of it. know. But you can get Zoom on your phone.
1: I've never used Zoom on my phone. I don't know. Because like
0: I don't know. I guess on computer like like different faces pop up like based on like who's talking. You you can't see everyone. Also yeah. like because. I guess you can't hold that many people obviously on like one screen or I guess you could I don't know maybe we don't mm-hmm. maybe we're not using it right I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's like
1: very funny like on the same topic as zoom but not really um everybody is like all the companies are like trying to pivot and like have their own like Version of Zoom, like did you see what Instagram just came out with? Yeah, they can like video chat even if somebody doesn't have an Instagram. I like their
2: idea though, right? Because it's called like a room, Mm -hmm. and then then someone just creates a room, Mm -hmm. and then people like join or don't. It's basically the same idea, I guess. It's like a live, live, but a bunch of them. Yeah.
1: Um, Who else has one? And all the like little dating apps, like Bumble and all of them, they have like the new icons that are like video chat because we're quarantined. You can't see them, but you can still see them. It's like the type of thing that they're going for. Um. so those are like super fun and I really enjoy those and also the family zooms have you all did any zooms like with your families
0: Um, I did one for Mother's Day
1: really like I mean my
0: mom like added me to it cause like they were like she was cooking for everyone mm-hmm. or like all my like great aunts and like my grandma obviously because um they can't see them cause you know they're considered at risk. at risk yeah so um but like speaking about that and like my family like what what has your family's like reaction been to like you guys going through like being furloughed and like have they been like like a solace like a place to like to go for comfort or like have they been like weird or have they given you any advice that kind of thing
1: it's it depends so one of my grandmas, she keeps offering me money. And, like, I don't think she realizes it, like, it's not, like, money that, like, it's, like, my issue right now. It's, like, like, mentally, like, having to deal with, like, being at home. Um, my mom, like, I was, like, super annoyed with her when I first got furloughed because I was so annoyed. Because she shut down her truck. She was, like, oh, stay at home order. This is over. I'm going home. She had been wanting that to happen so she could close. So, and then I was still working after the stay-at-home order for a couple of days. I hadn't been furloughed completely yet. Um, so then when I did get furloughed, I told her, and she was, like, happy. She was, like, oh, great, now you can stay home. And I'm like...
2: So that you could be, like, safe from the virus? Yes, or like, that
1: was like, her thinking. Like, she was sure. like, because I was going to be the only one leaving. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom would technically be, like, at risk. Mm-hmm. Like, so she was like, oh, great. I don't want you working anyways because she wouldn't want me to get sick. And she was ready for us to pack up, ship in, like never go anywhere again. Um, so that was really annoying. But I will say, like, living at home during like this time, these last few months, and really like never being alone, like yes, it is really annoying. Like they really get on my nerves, but I know like I'd be in a much like worse spot if I lived alone. Or if I didn't have people like constantly like talk to and like go to the living room and like talk to my mom and like that, and then once I'm done with this, I can like go back to my room and, like, be alone, or, like, then we can go outside and, like, look at her garden that she painted, not painted, hello, that she planted. So I think that has been, like, really good for me. Um, I will say that I'm also very, like, I do talk to my mom a lot. Like, we talk every day, obviously, but, like, when things are, like, bothering me, like, this whole work thing, like, I don't usually, like, talk about that, like, with my family. I really, like, keep that to myself. So I won't say they've been, like, a help in that way, like a sounding board, but they've been like a help in just like being there, like naturally.
2: Why are you, Nick. I think as far as Zoom, um, like I've just been keeping in touch with like just phone calls and stuff like that. Just like I'm, I'm used to not seeing my family for an extended period of time, living out of state. But uh, I think uh, my mom, for the most part, it's mainly just been like me, like comforting her and mm-hmm. making sure that she's like not. If, if, if there's not a pandemic going on, like, she has a million things to worry about. So, mm-hmm. um, me just kind of, like, reassuring her, like, no, I'm fine, like, with money, and, like, I'm doing okay, and, like, I'm okay. That's yeah. basically the what the communication has looked like for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just staying in touch like normal for the most part. Just kind of checking in every now and then. Um, it was kind of crazy. Um, my mom was actually, um... At what this place where, um, you know, her office building, um, she very early on had somebody that had contracted the virus, mm-hmm. um, and that person came to work, um, and the people like running the office they wanted to send that individual home, um, but then they refused, um, they said, the, the employee said, I don't want to take a vacation day, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ended up happening was that person actually ended up passing away. Oh my God. Um, it was really unfortunate. Yeah, it was really sad. And, um, they shut the entire building down for a couple of days They brought in a whole hazmat team basically to like sanitize the whole place. Right. And, um, it was really unfortunate. And, um, I kind of talked to my mom to, about a lot of that stuff. And at that point I straight up just said, you cannot go back to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, my mom specifically, she's kind of coming, um, finishing off cancer treatment, um, just at the end of last year, um, so she kind of has a compromised immune system, right? Kind of in that, I that kind of camp of like, you know, more at risk, um. So I was like, you can't go back to work, <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't, I don't I'm not I'm not approve. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, I like you literally need to call your boss right now. And say you're not going back to work, like that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I've kind of just been doing my best to kind of just like help her along with stuff like that, but um, just that that was kind of a tough time. But at this point, we're kind of just checking in, seeing like what what else we're trying to do to keep each other busy. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Um,
0: well, for me, like I guess my my parents are divorced, right? So like my dad's been like kind of like my rock in the beginning. Like he was very like you know this is what you need to do obviously like, he's like like when it first happens he's like you know call your creditors and tell them you can't pay them basically is what he says it was like you can't pay them until like you figure out like your employment how that works and like what to do with that um my mom i guess has been like more my emotional support in a way cuz my dad's like i go with them for two different things i guess you could say like one was like more like my emotional drive Like my dad's like more like financials and like structure and like how to like live your life business wise um but I don't know, like, going, I went home recently and, like, I guess my brothers and my sisters and, like, some other people in my family um, aren't as, like, sensitive, like, to me being furloughed. Because I guess in a way, like, I got certain comments as far as, like, because, like, obviously like, they are still working, some of them. And they're like, oh, like, all you do is, like, sit at home all day and, like, collect money. Like, there's not really, like, anything for you to complain about. And I just think that that's, like... Well, not what I was looking for in a good sense because, like, it's, I think it's, like, really, like, insensitive because it's not like I asked to be furloughed or I asked, like, the government for money. That's not something I want to do with my life, like, just to sit on the couch and do nothing. um So, obviously, that didn't help, like, me mentally, like, all the way. But I know that some people do view the world – not the world, but, like, I guess some people like that because, like, well, one thing we didn't talk about, like, obviously, like, it's kind of the elephant in the room. is like, some of us are making, like, more than what we were making, like – when we were working, right, and like I think a lot of people, obviously, like uh, Republicans right now, and like other people think that that's like an in, in like a non uh, incentive to go back to work, um, and some people think that we're just like chilling and like we're living the high life and like we're like so this is our biggest vacation, and like we're just like spending all this money or we have all this money, we're just like saving it, and I just think that's like um, for me. So my family was, like, making that kind of comment, like, kind of hurt me, so, um, but that's just been my experience, and, like, with some things that they were thinking about. To comment on that real
2: quick, I don't want to interrupt, but, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like if you ask yourself a question, could you imagine any other scenario where you would be on unemployment for this long, you would say, hell no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, you, you're not that person, right? Yeah. And I think I have kind of had those thoughts, too, but, like, at the end of the, like, at the end of the day, I come to the conclusion of, like, I, I like you said. I didn't choose to be furloughed. This isn't, you know, this is something that's going on, and we have to, you know, regardless of what our income is at this time, we had no choice over any of that. Yeah. What we get paid, how long we're furloughed for, whether or not we can come back to work, right? Um. So yeah, I I don't know what comment you're speaking on specifically, but yeah. like, I don't think anybody should feel guilty in that situation. Yeah.
0: Right? It was just like like oh, I, I mean it pissed me off, and I was obviously like just mad. Yeah point but it basically was on the lines of like what well, you haven't been doing anything all day so like you need to do these things and do this is like well and I don't really know what to do in this kind of situation like how does one be like like you speak into like you're like oh you want to be productive but then like one like you get depressed and you don't want to be productive you just want to chill and like do nothing like trying to figure out like what you're going to do for the rest of your life but then also like like yeah like I get paid but I get paid to do nothing and like it doesn't like drive me in any sort of way and I'm, I'm not asking for an handout and this is not like a vacation for me like i'm trying to be here like to get myself together kind of thing it
2: is really hard to know what to do right yeah. like, what to do to be productive like what like do i learn about you know hospitality do i take a hotel course get a certification do i um learn how to paint like do I, there's so many options like and then you could always make an argument of oh this would be more productive or this wouldn't right like it's it's really challenging yeah it's really tough um
0: but anyway I think that brings us to like in closing like obviously this is a hate to see a podcast and we're gonna end on our like favorite segment and our most important segment I think um things that we hate to see in the world today uh Evan you wanna go first what do you hate to see
1: um there's a lot I hate to see, but I think this week I really just want to talk very quickly on different relationships mm-hmm. and fostering them and making sure that they, like, grow. Um, I was listening to a podcast maybe a week ago. It was by a therapist, and she was talking about how people treat different friendships, different relationships differently, how people really focus on the romantic relationships and just kind of think that friendships kind of just, like, come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's really different that once you get older and you're not in like school anymore, you have to work a little harder for those friendships and making sure that not only are you fostering the ones that you do have, but let's say if you like move somewhere new, are you like making new ones? Because no matter how much people say like they don't need friends, like people need friends. You need somebody like people to talk to that are like-minded, you like-minded and like to help you grow as well. So it just kind of makes me sad, and I hate to see when people, like, don't, like, put the work in and foster those relationships.
0: Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I didn't really think about that, but, like, um, that does make sense. Like, I mean, I have, I consider myself, like, not, like, a person who has, like, a lot of friends. Like, I keep, like, my friend group pretty close. Um, so that makes sense for me, but, um, yeah, I do. I would hate to see that, too. Mine this week is, um, I call it checking your privilege. Um... One thing I want to bring to attention, right, the furlough thing that I just recently talked about and, like, understanding that, like, those people who you do go to work, like, obviously, like, you're a essential worker, essentially, or whatever, this non-essential versus essential, obviously, people who work in grocery stores and, like, other things, are people who weren't furloughed, um, just, like, understanding that what you say and, like, what you post and things like that, like, your coworkers who were also, like, furloughed, um, and how that may affect them and how they feel As far as like they're not working, and yes, they are in collecting employment, but that doesn't mean that they're less of a person or a human being. Just understanding that they also like love their job and like want to work hard. They didn't ask to be furloughed, Um, and just like understanding that what you do and how it's perceived, and understanding that, and like maybe checking in on them and things like that. Also, to speak that on that like recently, like two things that happened recently in the news is one um, a young white woman. was calling uh, the police. police on uh, a man, African-American, who is in Central Park in New York. I just saw this one. Snap yeah, it. and he uh, was telling her basically to put her dog on a leash and she like... Because it was the law. Because it was the law and she was like reacting in, in a way, um, using her privilege against him in a way to like call the police and say that he was harassing her and like she felt that her life was threatened and she was calling the police on this man. Um, so understanding, obviously, that there is white privilege in the world, and understanding that privilege, just checking your privilege overall, like, versus if you have a job, and someone who doesn't have, like, or is furloughed right now, and understanding the optics of that, and also understanding that white privilege is real, um, and checking your privilege.
1: Not to interrupt you, but with that lady, yes, like, acknowledging white privilege is real, but the thing is, she knew it was real. She used it. I understand that. I'm saying no. So we really don't like No, don't. I know. But I'm just saying this, like, for our nice little listeners, that like, yes, she already knew her privilege, and like, yes, you should know your privilege too, but making sure that you're using it like in a positive, not a negative, is like yeah. she did.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, we're on our guest here, Nick. What do you What do you hate to see?
2: Um, I want to be a little less introspective That's and fine. more <laughs> <laughs> opaque, if you will. Yeah. Um, I hate to see it rain for three days in a row. <laughs> um, all the gyms are shut down right now. so They're open! If, well, they're open now, I think. Well, my, I go to the Y. Mine oh. does not open until June 1st. Oh, first. okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if it rains for three days, like I can't like run or bike or like, do That's another thing. Like,
0: when you're like, it was just, like, weird like, thinking about obviously, like, furlough and like, obviously you're at home all the time. Um, is like you used to like like rain days, like when you were off. You're like, oh, it's chill, like it's Mm -hmm. raining, like I can like chill, watch a movie, and like obviously in retrospect now, like you're always at home and like you hate to be here and like look at the same four walls like day in day out. That you want to get outside and like take a walk and like do things like that and like when it does rain, like it does suck. Mm-hmm. Um, I now hate rain days and I used to like love them. They used to give me like some type of peace and like used to be able to sleep and like, like Take naps and like maybe read like a nice book. And now I, I, I see rain. And I hate it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I still kind of like rain I don't gonna <laughs> <lie.
2: laughs> I think I never would have thought I would say this but um coming from Seattle it literally <laughs> rains like I don't know 80% of the year like right. every single day is overcast every single day is rain I've actually grown to to miss the rain and to like the rain. Mm. Um, I know what you mean, where it's like it's kind of like cozy, just hanging yeah. out at home or whatever. Um, so I kind of like it, but right now I just absolutely hate it because that's like the one thing I have to look forward to all day. <laughs> yeah, is like leaving right and like being able to like go outside and like go shoot photos around town or whatever. Yeah. like and then that's just off the table. <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of good and bad. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank please. you Nick for being here oh sure. yeah Nick yeah thank you of course, our thank first guest it's been like a pleasure it was, was a really good conversation good that time. I really liked um, this is like an episode that we wanted to do for a while um, please subscribe um, and as always if you guys have any like feedback or like what you want to listen to or like have anything to say like we we're happy to listen or like we want that um, but this has been a pleasure thank you
1: see you next Friday